who we're talking today <laughs> uh that's right we're back talking michael bay uh his 1998 hit film armageddon uh <laughs> um a really fun ridiculous movie and uh we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about it and we got a guest with us again we got sean menard i'm back he's back popular demand the fans <laughs> demanded it when's the la- what was the last one that you were on on no idea uh, I just remember like our the the most the most memorable one to me is the uh, uh, is the I can't think inherent of inherent vice that one was also good that one's fun were you on Kurosawa Lean no no okay so it season. was it was uh, it's been a while yeah, yeah like YTD. curious case of Benjamin Button Benjamin that was Button. like well we discovered something you were yeah. on a YTD or uh... no Edgar Wright oh shit okay I wasn't on any of those either huh. Damn, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. That's why the people needed me back. They yeah. need him back. We need a. We need everybody needs a, a. You know, just like the vaccine, you got to get your Sean dose. You know, every every ten twenty episodes. I'll be back in three weeks for the second dose. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we watched Armageddon today, and it's. Uh, it's insane. I it's, I don't know where to start except for Sean. You're our guest. Yeah, uh, where do you fall on like either of the guys, like yeah, Michael Bay, you, Zack Snyder, Armageddon? Your relationship with the two guys, I, I I like them both because I'm not much of a cinephile. I would say mm. I'm more of a just a utilitarian movie watcher. Like I'm I'm there yeah. for entertainment, and both of them just kind of turn it up to eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I think they're both really similar in that way too. That they. Uh, like I, I think I said on prior episodes, like Snyder feels like a slightly more modern, maybe cooler Michael Bay in some ways. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Like where do you fall on Armageddon, Sean? Like, is this, is this a nostalgia watch for you or like, yeah, this is definitely a nostalgia watch. I don't know the last time that I saw it, we were talking about it being like a, a cable staple growing up. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I feel like I saw this in theaters also. Um, I didn't remember how ridiculous the movie is mm-hmm. and it kind of <laughs> threw me for a loop when it, when i first started it <laughs> but then like it, it kind of gets into its ridiculous groove after a while you just kind of you ride with it like you can't help it yeah like when it has the uh introduction um killing the dinosaurs that's something that uh slipped my mind 100 from prior viewings it's like okay michael starting a little uh you know ambitious here i guess <laughs> i mean ambitious is 
an interesting word to use for <laughs> Michael Bay. I don't know. Is there is there is there like a stronger word than ambitious? Uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't think of it right now. I don't, stronger than ambitious. Pretentious. Um, All right. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's probably it. But yeah, that's uh, I, I'm not going to shit on. It sounds like I'm already going to shit on Armageddon, which I'm not because this movie is pretty good. It, it's <laughs> <Listen>. a honker. <laughs> I, you're not going to hear one negative word about this movie from my mouth tonight. That's that's all I'm going to say. I this mean, is there's things that you could easily. I mean, there like, there listen. There's plenty. You know. Maybe we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's a lie. There's plenty uh, of things that you could pick apart. Yeah. You know, we, there might be <laughs> negative Griffin, words, Jesus but they'll be spun positively. Yeah, exactly. Overall, my takeaway. Yeah, I mean this this is something that I realized last night. This is like one of the most nostalgic yep. movies I have in my life from growing up. I was just like immediately like, oh, shit, just the whole vibe of this movie, the whole cast, basically every story beat is like seared into my mind. Um, I saw this movie so many fucking times, which is funny because I also saw Deep Impact a shit ton as a kid. Like, I guess the late 90s, I was just super into like world destroying asteroid well, movies. Well, not just you, though, <laughs> like the whole... Uh the whole world was into that yeah. stuff. It was pre Y two K, we needed something to worry about, like Independence yeah. Day, pre nine eleven, Independence Day a few years earlier yeah. for sure. Yeah, I was. I think I was more of an Independence Day kid than um, yeah Armageddon. Personally, like I love the whole jet fighting stuff and Independence Day, and I liked Aliens, and I liked Will Smith. So that's you know. I mean, that's yeah, that's a triple threat movie right there. Like you get aliens, Will Smith, Bill Pullman. Yeah. And fuck it. Bill Pullman. Well, I bought a little Bill Pullman action figure when I was a kid because I liked his character so much. Wow. They had a Bill Pullman president action figure. Remember when presidents were kicking ass in the 90s? (laughs) You guys remember that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like fucking Air Force One and uh That is oh so God. wild. Yeah, yeah, like the the kick-ass president <laughs> season of like American movies of like yeah. every president was yeah, just like give me a gun. Cool, <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me a fucking guy. I need to handle this myself. Yeah, that really is such an God, I forgot in Independence Day. He's like, I'm gonna fly a fucking jet and I'm gonna take down this. It's like, okay, Bill, calm the fuck down. Uh, hey man, uh, I'd vote for that guy. Shit. I mean, he would get 98% of the vote for sure. And just yeah. like fucking going into it like that. Yeah. Hell yeah, damn. dude. Um, yeah, this I mean, yeah, I, I just have the president was Such non-existent a, in this movie, though. Yeah, he had a very minimal scene it was where like a he, shadowy figure. Yeah. yeah, he kind of is gonna fuck everybody over and like doom the world for a second. Um, but well, he's he, the same yeah. guy, the same president from The Rock. Are you serious? Yes, yeah, yeah. the same actor, same I guess, same president, same cinematic universe. I don't know. Ah, Ooh, there's a lot of you know, it's, it, it would. There's a lot of similarities to The Rock. Well, of course, right? Yeah. But some more blatant ones like um, the whole, can you tell me who, who killed JFK? Like shit like that. They always, he always yeah. references that shit. I think it's so weird, man, because I think what it is, is Michael Bay has like a weird thing with the government. 
And honestly, like in this movie too, he's clearly on kind of the side of the uh, blue collar, you know. Let me tell you what, what, yeah. what Michael Bay is so far. <laughs> all right. He's yeah. like a patriotic libertarian is mm-hmm. what I'm getting from it. You mm-hmm. know, he's like, you, you know, fuck shady government, but I love my country sort of thing. Yeah, that's you know? totally yeah. what it is. But he, yeah, he like collar guys. Yeah. yeah. But he likes the military. Yeah. But also the military is yeah. the blue collar side of the government. Yeah. Yeah. They're the guys who are just trying to fucking just get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of led by, boy, that Twin Tower shot, huh? Um, wow. <laughs> oh, just, God. I, I missed that notice? on the wash yeah. through. Yeah. I did wow. not know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But no, the I mean, we got Keith David early on in this movie. I don't know what to talk about first. There's so many things, but I well, guess the cast I guess, maybe. Like, off of what we were talking about, maybe oh, yeah, we should yeah. go into that theme is that uh, Michael Bay is kind of like this. He knows how to he knows how to market things for Americans like, mm-hmm. you know, like The Rock made substantial money and so did this one. And there's like that theme of just like um, Americanism, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like mythological, like kind of state. Yeah. Where it's like also was that a. Was that Michael Bay in that scene? It was. He's yeah. a scientist. He's a scientist out of all yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the blue collar thing, like the regular Joe Smo, like, like you you have like the scene with Bruce Willis gets intro- introduced as like an oil rig guy, and he's like, you know, I I know hard work, and I worked really hard on these oil rigs, and these hippies come over here with their Greenpeace thing. Yeah. And uh and you know that's gonna slap. That's gonna slap with oh, American that's gonna, audiences. Middle, Michael Bay. Especially in nineteen ninety eight, before everyone was conscious of mm-hmm. the environment. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. They don't know hard work, these these hippies, you know. But the, even in that scene, there's a really odd line where he oh, what does he say? He's like uh I give you 50,000 a year and I get is that him talking taxes or like donations to what they're fighting for i thought it I was guess it's taxes do- right donations it sounds oh like. that's see that's kind of interesting because it's like he's an oil driller but he's like donating to the people that are <laughs> protesting i don't yeah. know i thought that was kind of odd but that's just a tax write-off oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah. and he gets to, is, yeah. to hit uh, golf balls at people that he doesn't like yeah exactly i mean i wish yeah. i could do that i wish i could just like be on the edge of an oil rig and hit golf balls at right yeah that was <laughs> god man that was such a staple of the 90s like people let's introduce a character by having them golf off of something or like mini (laughs) golf putting inside of a trailer that was like the other thing like independence day mars attacks i think had that i think deep impact had that too that's how they introduced the scientist Mm -hmm. uh you gotta get some golf in there people just love fucking golfers i guess Um, i mean people just like golfing Oh yeah, Tiger Woods really, really brought golfing in the '90s, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's the Michael Jordan of of golf. Um, <laughs> or is Michael Jordan the the Tiger, Tiger Woods of, of basketball? The, the basketball. Hey, who came first? I don't know because I don't <laughs> watch sports. Yeah, I you really guys don't know. know. Yeah, if, if you, is it weird that I feel maybe it's just like me thinking about my childhood, but. I feel like a lot of like popular athletes just happened in the nineties for some reason. 
Yeah, it was. I I don't know. I think it was just like the start of like. Well, that's not true. Yeah, I guess because like celebrity culture really like launched in the '90s, especially around you know athletes and not not to say it wasn't before then. Like you have Mm -hmm. Babe Ruth and you have you know. Yeah, um, baseball players and stuff, but <laughs> Babe Ruth, like that's the one you. Could I don't pull. know. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, like Michael Jordan was a totally yeah. different thing because I think yeah. like capitalism was just like just completely out of this world, and he had the shoes, he had fucking Space Jam, he just had everything like on the underwear. Yeah, they become more yeah. ubiquitous. They're not just famous within their sport. Yeah. Branding, like the the growth of branding, I think mm. was the big thing. Um, but yeah, going back to what you were talking about with. Michael Bay knows how to like sell this movie. Like, yeah, the scenes of <laughs> any scene where it cuts to like the citizens of quote unquote the world, yeah. right? And seventy percent of them are like nineteen fifties America, <laughs> and you're like, Michael, what era and what region of modern America is this? He's just like, these are the fucking flyover states, yeah. maybe the ones you all forget. <laughs> I'm, I'm. This is this goes out to you, and then he'll have, uh, you know, some India, which apparently all those other countries were reshoots. Oh, really? He was like, we, we went a little hard on America. I guess we gotta we gotta like put some other countries in here, and it, put, it feels totally tacked on to me. You mean the <laughs> the, the the clear um, copy of. Uh, close encounters of a third kind. Yeah, it very much felt like that. Yeah. <laughs> How many references to other movies do you think are in this movie? Um, Bad Boys One, Bad Boys Two, his own stuff, definitely. The Rock. <laughs> um, he just have. I mean, he's a commercial director, man. So I think yeah. he early on, probably even just in commercials and music videos, like figured out visually like a few tricks. And he kind of keeps using those, you know, and like he has other tricks as well. But um, boy, those are on full display. Like the overhead helicopter shot is in this. The, um, the rotating camera on uh, a confused or yeah. like a confused character who doesn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, those are always the best <laughs> shots. Like you see that all the time in movies now. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in fat F9, where they're just looking for someone. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, but it, I feel like Bay really. God, dude, I just feel like he was so. And we talked about this on The Rock, too. Like, I feel like he was so influential to like a generation of not even just action movies, but like action video games, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still see it in this movie, like his kinetic style the editing like one of the this movie was horribly reviewed which we'll get to i think and how maybe by modern standards certain people uh stand up for this movie maybe like some of us but um it was it was fucking completely trashed and the biggest thing that i i read um was the editing people were like this is insane this movie is edited like that's uh, like a nightmare that's the point See, yeah, you, you dumb, stupid <laughs> reviewers who are who have their heads so far up their ass that they don't they can't see new and uh, <laughs> and innovative editing techniques. <laughs> but no, I mean, you've got a point, dude, because that yeah. is kind of what happened where it's like people. This was obviously an influential movie and maybe not this one specifically, but Michael Bay was. 
And you have like a new generation of people who are doing editing like Michael Bay did in the in the 90s, you know? Well, I'm going to bring up a, 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 a good word that I always use. Hmm. Uh, postmodernism. Oh, oh. Again. Hey, we haven't okay. used that in a few episodes <laughs> it's, at least. It's, it's been a while. People are, yeah, people, well, the bingo cards are collecting dust at this point. Yeah, because Akira Kurosawa and David Lean were not postmodern. <laughs> they were pre-modern directors, I think. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe Rashomon is as close to postmodernism. We probably said it in that episode. Probably, sure, but yeah. <laughs> knowing us. But it, I'm glad that you brought that up because all the frenetic and energetic scenes with the terrible editing, quote unquote, terrible, <laughs> depending on what you mean by intent is. And I, I believe that the intent is intentional. It's not to be purposely like it's not it's not meant to, like it is meant to be so insane It is meant to be based on what we saw with the rock. And she showing the 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 through lines with Bay in the sense of communicating the emotion via the frenetic and confusing editing to, to say that you wanted to, to give a clear and concise and understandable notion of the scene or sequence is to take away how the characters actually feel during the chaotic environment that they're in. Like, mm. for example, the. Uh, the, the, the one, of my favorite sequences that I did not understand at all was the, was the flying into the asteroid sequence with the shuttles Yeah, and how I could, it, it, the particle, like I was streaming this and the particle, the number of particles on screen actually fucked up the result. The, oh, quality. the bit rate was the like, bit rate oh got my God. fucked. <laughs> and like, I have a high speed, I have high speed internet. And, it, yeah. and that's why you should get this on Criterion instead of, <laughs> instead of streaming it. But that sequence is is great because you you don't. I was like, I don't know what's happening right now, mm-hmm. and neither do the characters. I mean, you're in a fucking yeah. tin can going towards a, a an extraterrestrial object, yeah. slingshotting around the moon at yeah. 100 G's or whatever, and, something and like, impossible. Like Twenty-eight thousand miles an hour. I was just like, <laughs> I don't. Is that accurate? I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Care, it doesn't even matter <laughs> because you can't. You will not under because you're not going to understand what's happening. Just like the characters. So that's yeah. what I mean. Because by it's it. what it feels like. It's what it, it feels, feels like, like that. that fast. And that's why it's a yeah. postmodernist like. Yeah. Sequence. I won't say it's a postmodern movie, but his editing when he deals with action yeah. is in that postmodernist realm. And I never thought I would put Bay in that uh yeah. area, but I, I I think whether or not he knew that's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I I feel like that's still what, what how I interpret it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's his commercial directing instincts really paying off in a really beneficial way. Cause one of the quotes I, I had read was, <clears throat> uh, I guess I'll just read most of it here. We had to do the whole movie in 16 weeks. Uh, and he later specifies that this is mostly the editing time. Um, it was a massive undertaking that was not fair to the movie. I would redo the entire third act if I could, but the studio literally took the movie away from us. It was terrible. My visual effects supervisor had a nervous breakdown. So I had to be in charge of that. I called James Cameron and asked, what do you do when you're doing all the effects yourself? <laughs> but the movie did fine. That's how he ends it. Like, but it was okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it, and you kind of see that with the runtime is over two and a half hours long, 
the editing is like furious. So you get the idea that like he shot and I read this too, actually, but he shot an insane amount of footage. I mean, um, look at look, look at yeah. the scene that's going on right now. <laughs> the the oil rig scene. There's so much shit happening. Yeah. There's so many cuts, so many shots, and it looks like <laughs> it's it looks more <laughs> furious than there will be blood. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it looks insane. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, man, is this how oil rigs are? <laughs> and they're like slipping and sliding. And yeah. <laughs> jumping around. It looks like a goddamn amusement park. Yeah. Yeah. God. It's like that must have taken so long to do all of that. I, I yeah, even that being said, and listen, I think this I'm I truly am not joking about this. Yeah. I think this is a nearly perfect film for what it is and you know purely with nostalgia assisting there but i think that this movie is kind of a, a perfect object to me a perfectly flawed one as well but uh there's definitely some fat in this movie you, you see the chinese guy that gave bruce willis a thumbs up that's me that, that, <laughs> that's yeah. what i watched in this movie it's like that, that's where you i mean listen representation matters that was that was an early one for <laughs> <laughs> a young Adam who saw this movie. Oh um, my god! No, this yeah. movie definitely has some fat that could be trimmed. I think the space station stuff. I don't know if that even needs to exist in this movie. What do you know. mean? It well, it introduces it the best character. Or, <laughs> that's the whole point, I guess. Yeah, and how else does he come with them other yeah. than that it explodes? I guess that's true. I mean, you need the all rig, Brent. You need the space station, Brent. <laughs> you need it all, baby. That's Armageddon. I you need it all, baby. It's Armageddon. Yeah, it's it's kind of like how I I kind of, I'm kind of digging this 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 season now because when when we watch like The Rock, you're like you're not at The Rock for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's the same in this movie. Yeah, it's the same. You don't get to space <laughs> until like two hours. Okay, in. we got God two. Is. We got two rock movies right now. We got a big old rock Armageddon. That yeah, space rock. Yeah, space rock. The space rock. It was. It was called early on. And no, yeah, it but it, and then you have, and then and then you have a, uh, you know the uh, the prison rock. Mm-hmm. I want it. Oh, and then Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Got a lot of rocks. He's got a lot of. This is, He's always coming back. That's to a rock. signature move, wouldn't you say? A rock. <laughs> I, I would say that's a strong contender for a signature move. Um, God, yeah, that's so. It is so fucking ironic that he is a very fast director, right? Very quickly mm. edited, lots of lots of scenes, lots of tonal jumps. Which fuck, that's going to be a thing we come back yeah. to. Um, and yet all of his movies are so long and like he can't, it's so funny. Cause like you'd watch a scene of Michael Bay and you'd be like, all of this guy's movies are 88 minutes. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, try two hours and 20 minutes. Like every single one. Yeah. Um, it's just insane. Like he doesn't know what to cut, nor should he, I guess it, it <laughs> works. But, most but of the time. I mean, like, I think you've heard me complain about this, Brent, where I'm like, we don't get, we always get 90 minute movies. Where are the two and a half hour movies? Yeah. I mean, I, lo I love a long movie too. The only reason yeah. I, I kind of don't these days is because I have a kid and I'm always squeezing movies in. And when I see a 90 minute movie, I'm like, God bless this person yeah. for giving me this treat. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, no, I, I really, do. I love going to the theater and seeing like a two hour, 40 minute movie. Mm -hmm. That's, that's church, man. That's like a, a service of mass right there. Um, 
We should start going to the Palladium on Sunday mornings instead. And then have, you know, have like wine. And oh, there you go. Get a loaf bread. of bread. Yeah. I think they used to honestly rent out theaters for like a community church there for a while. I want Sean, the perfect segue into uh, my church in California before we moved for like, it wasn't the entire time because they were like building a church. Uh, but for like a year, year and a half, our like church we went to was at the movie theater and truly because we were like a movie going family. We would like go to movies after church. Damn. We'd be like, let's fucking what? Because we would like movie hop too. we were like kind of my my parents were very like, like, <laughs> ah, fuck Hollywood. They don't need our money. Um, but <laughs> so we would like, no, I think we would generally pay. We'd go out and pay. But um, we'd see a lot of movies after our church service that was like in the theater which maybe that's like a subconscious thing of like why I, I never thought about that. Why like movies are like a, a spiritual thing for me now. That's very interesting. It's also, that has to be like the most undivided attention to go through like <laughs> an hour and a half, two hour mass and then a two hour movie after that. Like mm -hmm. no cell phones. Like <laughs> Yeah. And there kind of weren't cell, cell phones then, I guess, because it was point. probably like 0203. So there I were cell phones then. Yes, I mean, they were, I, but they, I they weren't like know, smartphones that we were constantly looking set. at. <laughs> I know, but it's just a funny. It didn't feel studio. like there yeah. were because nobody had computers in their pockets. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But yeah, yeah, I, I remember uh, specifically like leaving church and then like going to see fucking Return of the King like in that theater. That's fucking amazing. It's so, yeah. yeah, that's, that's like, I, I, I'll talk about that with a therapist one day, like what that means, but, um, <laughs> it means yeah. that you're, you're sexually attracted to movies, Brent. You're a cinephile. It does. It does. Just like the, you Lord have itself. to divorce your wife now because you have to yeah. embrace your sexuality. Mm -hmm. It's 2021, <laughs> man. Come out of closet, strip down naked, come out, run the, into palladium. Come out theater. of the projector room, man. <laughs> Stop hiding. I'm uh, projecting my, I don't know. Your your pronouns are, are fee and film. Or fin. Or fin. I don't know. That's something. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say with Armageddon? Okay, yeah, but uh, this what is. What weren't you going to say with Armageddon? Uh, I'm, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we should probably go through it at some point, but. I think why this movie <laughs> No, we should whole go movie. we should go completely out of order because that's what that's how Bay would, would want it. Yeah, he would just like fast and furious just fucking throw it Whatever all out. Whatever you feel, there. just fucking just do it. I a shower thought that I had today. I was like, why is Armageddon maybe my favorite Michael Bay movie? <laughs> Which I understand is kind of is probably a hot take most people wouldn't agree, but I I think my take is that it's so fucking melodramatic and it's so emotional. And I feel like most of his other movies are not anywhere close to as melodramatic, except for Pearl Harbor, but Pearl Harbor feels exploitive and like, you know, has its own kind of shit going on. But to me, this movie, it, it's, it's, uh, it gets me in the feels man. Still. I, I, yeah. Out of all his movies, I can understand that this probably has, the most emotion. Yeah. Even though some of the scenes that, I mean, like I'll say like, you know, when I was a kid, I 
teared up about Bruce Willis dying because I, I was like, oh no. I mean, I teared so up two days ago watching Bruce Willis. I did really last die. night, Adam. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that scene works. It does. I'm not saying it doesn't. I just didn't His life up. flashes before his eyes. It's that like, was some fucking Malik shit. Okay. <laughs> it reminded me of the F9 scene yeah. that we just saw oh where like God, he does the yeah. same shit. Some fucking that's so see Michael Bay's uh fucking impact is still hitting us 20 years later. It's he sees his daughter. You know? Yeah. That's so sad. About to die. He's blowing Family. up a goddamn comet. Family, yeah. What was I gonna say? What were we talking about before being emotional? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the, the one scene that wasn't that good that was supposed to be emotional was the whole... Okay, it was a beautifully shot scene, all right? When Ben Affleck's with Liv Tyler, and they're like... And it's like, beautiful. the sun is this fucking golden hour sun, and it looks like a goddamn fucking model shoot. They all look fucking beautiful. <laughs> and she's wearing a gorgeous dress, and he looks like a typical fucking, like, greaser 50s... Yeah. Like, handsome yeah. dude. And he says the dumbest shit. Look, I'm 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 out to get you. He does We're like a, in the air back. Yeah. Should we go to the mount the supple mountain peaks? And that was when I decided that like like Michael Bay films are like imagine the hottest model. She's smoking. Mm-hmm. And you talk to her and it's just like I just I don't know. I don't know if I can talk to you <laughs> for this long. Yeah. Because there's not much going on there. I gotcha. Yeah. But I mean, it's great to look at. Like that scene was so beautiful, you know. Yeah, it's just like I just—it was just so undercut by like his. <laughs> Man, we're we're on different we're on different pages of what, this book. You I think, think that was a? I don't think it was emotion. like a well-written thing. Yeah, and this is what I'm saying when I talk about like the nostalgia goggles being so strong for this movie. I was just like, yeah, that's what he says here. It's beautiful. It's mythic. It's like it's it's uh he's he loves her and it, and he's about to go on a space trip to blow up an asteroid <laughs> and I'm just like that's that's just what he says and it's and it's and he loves her it's great yeah and you can think that to your buddy JG Abrams for writing that oh boy oh, yeah I that's what I was looking for um, how much of a hand he had. In this movie, I, I think he he gets like one of two screenplay. He probably just like rewrote it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's one of two like screenplay, but I think there's like six like credited writers overall. Yeah, probably like ten more that aren't credited. There, I I feel like I I gotta bring this up now because the production of this movie was <laughs> interesting in that. Uh, the writer or writers for Deep Impact were pitching their movie to the studio, right? Um, and I guess like some several, like several execs or something. Uh, one of the execs there remembers that, takes it back to their studio, says, hey, this guy just pitched this movie. Let's make our version of this. Like that's truly how Armageddon got started. And um, I think it's Universal did this one. So Universal hired on like three or four writers to start writing it. And then rewrites and rewrites and um, they're, I mean, yeah, Deep Impact and Armageddon are like real sibling movies or like twin movies, whatever people call those. Um, where like I kind of always think of the other one when I think of one of them, you know. Mm. Um, and I think even as a kid, I loved Deep Impact more. I think that's objectively a better movie. I don't know. Well, How do you guys more, feel about? Apparently, Deep it's Impact. more scientifically accurate. I don't think yeah, I've yeah. ever seen it. Honestly. Yeah, I've never oh, seen it. Wow. My, my reference from that comes from Chappelle's show. <laughs> like, oh, I haven't seen that episode of Chappelle's show, I guess. 
Yeah, what, what is that, it? You've seen it. You'd remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Deep Deep Impact was the one that I remember liking a lot more fondly. It's more serious, less cartoonish. It's also really emotional. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, apparently that's how Armageddon got started. Is it was kind of like softly stolen from the guy who pitched it to I think Columbia or wherever he pitched it, and then uh, yeah, a young JJ got involved and wrote such great lines as uh, you know. Have you even seen Star Wars? Have you even seen Star Wars? Was that the line in the movie? Yeah. The, uh, um, it's Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Oh, he calls yeah, him Chewie. He's Chewy. like, I'm Chewie. Have you ever seen wow, Star Wars? Wow, do you think Wars? that was some hinting? It, that had to be J.J. because it doesn't make sense for Star Wars. He says, have you ever seen for uh, calling him Chewbacca? And I was like, what does that even mean? Because he wants to be Han or something. And then he's like. And he calls him Chewbacca yeah. and he's like. Yeah, I was just like JJ doesn't know what JJ. Star Wars means, and he's gonna prove that twenty years later. <laughs> Wonderful, it's great. Um, yeah, it's like it's, it's like poetry. It, it rhymes. It does rhyme. <laughs> um, God, yeah. There's, there's, oh boy. I mean, like the writing is kind of, kind of like the failure of this movie. I mean, if, if we're gonna, I'm, yeah, gonna say anything about. About this, it's like the whole yeah, like just the ridiculousness of everything in terms of the people's the the some of the dialogue and you know just kind of like the beats of the movie. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think the weird writing having so many hands on it contributes to the way that Bay had to edit and everything. You're talking about just the sheer mm-hmm. amount that they had to shoot, probably. Yeah, because they had a bunch of different writers <laughs> doing different stuff that are disparate and then bring them together. Like the whole scene where they pick up Harry Stamper and then everybody on the oil rig spreads out and then they have to go back and get them again when it's been like a day. Yeah. The timeline is completely fucked, <laughs> but it works somehow. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of time dilation stuff here. Yeah. I think, yeah. When overall talking about the writing, I think my thing with this movie, man, is it just like, from very early on, this movie like grabs my brain and it just shakes it around and is like, you live in fucking Bay's world now. All of the twisted logic of this movie, you're gonna accept. It's just it's the truth. It's like what you believe. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying up. I'm not I'm not doing this as a counter argument. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that's is, good, by the way. I'm well, saying Well, I'm saying yeah. is like if, if, if you fuck up something so much and it fucks you up so much, is that a cop out for doing whatever the fuck you want? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't I, Who knows, man? All I know is that this eight year old Brent, his brain was was shaped strongly by the, the oddness of the choices. Who knows in where you would be now if it wasn't for army i'd be a lawyer or something like i'd be i'd be a politician if i if i hadn't seen armageddon uh 9 11 wouldn't happen it wouldn't have happened yeah it influenced the world so heavily and world peace (laughs) uh oh man racism ended solved right slavery gone i mean yeah the right even yeah speaking of the the the, the insane script writing process, like Buscemi, who uh, absolutely wild in this movie. We salute him. 
absolute how good he is in this movie. He was hired on. He came onto this movie because he was like, I keep playing. What was his nickname? Like horny? Rockhound. Rockhound. Because he's horny. Yeah, he's the horny guy. Listen, (laughs) even funnier when you hear why he signed on to this movie. He signed on to this movie because he's been playing like weirdos and like sketchy guys. And he was like, oh, I'm going to be a genius geologist. In yeah. the, the in in the finished movie, they introduced that like what an hour and a half into the movie. Man, they really they really fucking shoehorned his genius in there because like you wouldn't even. And he he has like a brief monologue about why he's working on an oil rig. He's like, ah, I'm, you know, it's pretty cool. You get to travel and you make a lot of money. And that was like and his blow shit like, up and blow shit up. That's and right, and right. I think that is why Michael Bay makes movies. That's why because he gets to travel to beautiful places and yeah. blow shit up. Yeah. Buscemi. Otherwise, he'd be most- a geologist. Michael Bay would have been a <laughs> genius geologist. Yeah. If he didn't just love ladies and blowing shit up so much. Yeah. Is Buscemi <laughs> just like the just Michael Bay? In I don't know movies? if he would want to be associated with <laughs> that character. <laughs> Much like Buscemi signed on to be a genius hero and ended up becoming a pedophile again. I know, <laughs> like, right? He just did <laughs> like uh, all Con the, Air. God, that's right, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Con Air was like right before. It has the same uh, – the guy who did the same score did the score for this one, and you really feel it. I think, um, I think the other co-writer – was also connected to Con Air, maybe? I don't know. That sounds right. I, I mean... I was looking, and there's a bunch of weird connections between... Yeah. This This and Con Air feel very... They feel obvious. right. They're in the 90s mm-hmm. action cinematic universe. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I just assume all 90s action are in the same cinematic universe. I mean, same president as The Rock. So, you there know, you Connery's running around on Earth trying to figure out what he's going to do. <laughs> uh, you know... When the when the asteroid hits and uh, yeah, um. <laughs> is that the only like <laughs> that's the only uh, through line you have so far for the uh, cinematic? And, and Cage mm-hmm. is is uh, out there fixing fixing bombs still. No, yeah. he's probably not because he he has a baby coming and all that stuff. He probably retired right at the end of the run. I don't think so. He's, he's still I think up he's to still in it. You can be you can just work a desk job at the FBI and have a kid. Yeah. You know, I don't know. The I remember reading the sequel. They were writing the sequel for The Rock. And then he was supposed to be on the run because that's right. Yeah. Because he has the film, the or whatever it's called, the, you know. Oh, the proof of aliens and, and the JFK. and JFK's killer and all yeah. that shit. God, I would have loved to see that movie. Mm. Um, but you couldn't call it The Rock, too. What? The Rocks. You call it The Rock colon, I don't know. Um, um, pay Payback. National Treasure. Uh, Time's up. Well, N- National Treasure is canonically the sequel to The Rock. Oh, that's the, that, that's the other connection. Um, the guy who did the score for this oh, and Con yeah. Air also did National Treasure. You better believe it. Mm. Um, and he's also like the guitarist from Yes. Wow. Which is not. Have you ever listened to Yes, Sean? They're like a pro. A little bit, yeah. They're wild. Um, it sounded yeah. like some Pirates of the Caribbean again in some parts here. Yeah, I got some Zimmer 
vibes yeah. from this movie. Um, honestly, the score in this movie, I think, is pretty fucking great. Is that also just nostalgia? I don't know. I think it's I like didn't hate it. very melodramatic, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, it works for the movie really well. Um, you yeah. know what else works for the movie really well is Owen Wilson. Dude, Owen Wilson is a star. I was happy to see him, yeah. especially since I've been watching Loki and yeah. he's been killing it in that. He's great. Mm-hmm. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what's his nickname in this? Oh, fuck. Does he have a nickname? I know he has an Asian name because he was supposed to be a Korean person at first. <laughs> and then they cast him and they kept the name. Let's just make him an American cowboy. Now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. His like introduction, the short, the short little clip of him riding a horse at at like at dawn or sunset from away from a helicopter. And it was literally, yeah, it was literally for a split second. And you're like, oh, okay, this is Owen Wilson. This is what he does. Yeah, he's so uh, background in this movie. Like, he gets no real development at all. He's just kind of a red shirt, man. Yeah, he's a total red shirt. He's a total quip guy where they just cut to him to say the the Star Wars line or fucking one of the other ones. Or explaining how hot Liv Tyler is. <laughs> like, yeah. We, we all, all want to fuck your daughter. We all <laughs> raised her and we also fucked her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all that stuff just ages. Just chef's kiss. Great. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then, then they crash and uh, boy, I, I, I he gets really unceremoniously yeah. killed. You, you just go, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to jump past all of the very important moves. <laughs> no, it, I was that so part was sad. brutal. It like yeah. it yeah. took me by surprise. I didn't remember that happening. Yeah, I didn't know which shuttle who had who in it. I didn't know <laughs> which shuttle was experiencing what. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening, but uh, it happened, <laughs> and I love that sequence. And I love how they actually have, they actually do kill people mm-hmm. yeah. in this, unlike, you know, certain movies that start with F do, <laughs> you know, and there yeah. where there's actual s- stakes involved here, you know? I, I think that's honestly another one of the things that makes this movie work so well for me is that it has real stakes, like from the very beginning. And I think that that is because Michael Bay is kind of a psychopath and we'll definitely talk about this more in his later movies and how fucking much he hates humanity, uh, (laughs) in all of his movies, especially later on. It feels like he's a very cynical man, but, uh, I mean that, that rears its head in this movie where like from the get go, he's killing like whole cities and it's just like, God damn Mike, like this is fucking Paris gets fucking disseminated. Yeah. Just wiped off the fucking earth. New York gets, gets rocked. Uh, some poor like Chinese village gets completely wiped out like a fishing village hmm. later on in the movie. Um, but all that stuff like really helps, helps you be like, oh, OK, yeah, Michael Bay might just kill everybody on the planet. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, I mean, it's a fucking, you know, it's an asteroid, asteroid. Well, mm. What do you what do you expect's going to happen? Yeah. People not to die. Yeah. That's why I liked about it. It's like, oh, you know. Like if everyone survived, it would have been, I don't know. I, I, w- I would have just kind of nine, eight year old me would have crossed his arms say, Nope, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It's just, I, I kind of applaud that he kills off so many 
Yeah. People like they <laughs> that sentence. Uh, yeah. I mean, out of context, because there's like 10, 15 astronauts that all go up and like six or seven make it back and like the lead character dies. I don't know. I also just appreciate. Yeah. How like you wouldn't make this movie this way now. Right. Because there is kind of that concern about like it took the Marvel movies like what, like 18 movies to kill kind of a, a, a like meaningful Widow, yeah yeah like a meaningful character death you know it's like it, it, they just i'm again like last season they just don't make them like they used to i guess even they 98 don't make them like they used to movies have just changed so much yeah but at least marvel has like you you could feel it sometimes like mm-hmm. i told you spoiler for end for uh not end game um infinity war infinity war when tony stark gets stabbed you know everyone in the Everyone in the movie theater gasped when, at least when we were there. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's cinema, you know? Yeah. But uh, when when you have um, a couple a couple of the main characters saying that, isn't it weird that we don't have any scars <laughs> and we, we never die from all these impossible missions? Yeah. You know, you kind of get a little checked out a little bit. I just get... <laughs> I'm just going to say that's F9, no, that's yeah. that's fair, man. Yeah, I love yeah. that shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I th- I don't know. I think it's like, I yeah, I see where you're coming from for sure. Well, I mean, uh, like I yeah. get I love I, I mean, I love that they do talk. I mean, we'll go on F9 tangent. I love that they <laughs> yeah. do talk about the insanity of it. Just but calling they also to it, yeah. they also undercut it at the same time. So it's either that you commit to that shit which I wish they did because I thought like that would have been interesting at least. Instead, they call him a dumbass and then they move they move on, you know. Yeah, with I Dom mean, taking on twenty guys. Isn't that them committing to it though? I don't. I, I, I kind of think it is. Like I, the thing is, I also don't go to those movies for stakes anymore. Like I think that stopped at five, and yeah. the the movies after that have failures, you know, for sure. Like I don't think they're across the board great or anything. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like they're they're a weird new. They're wrestling now. Like that. That's kind of what it is to me. But all movies you know? are wrestling. Uh, but I mean, it's wrestling. Like a, you don't expect you, real stakes. It's do like you? a live action cartoon almost. Yeah, you know. do. When you when you when you watch like that's a, that's the beauty of wrestling or beauty of fucking cinema is that you. You get lost in the stakes sometimes. You yeah, know? I've never watched get, wrestling. <laughs> I guess that's well, a I mean, like think about me. like a yeah. wrestler that you you know that you love and you watch like his or her like story plan out and you don't know how it's gonna go. That's stakes right there. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, if you've heard, like I've watched a few videos on like WWE in the insanity of their uh, stories. But, you know, they had them and there were stakes involved. In, yeah. In that mythological universe, you know. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that my only thing with F9 is like, I don't know. Keep up with that interesting, weird, like self-referential stuff and make it something more interesting. To yeah. where they are like superheroes or something. Like do something stupid <laughs> like that. Like why not? You know? Yeah. I, I just think that they they always try to, just like the flashback stuff in that movie, like they always try to 
be they're very earnest movies too at the same time like especially like all the vin stuff like the vin diesel family stuff you think like, so yeah. i i think like it's on the terms of like nihilistic bait stuff where it's like morality is shoehorned in places that didn't make any sense mm. you know i like, just feel like that that stuff's important to the people that's how i've always read those movies it's like it, that stuff has always felt important because they've kept it in all the movies like eight, I think, drops the ball a little bit with that. And I think people kind of fought back against that movie because of that. Like there there was like a lack of that earnest kind of the the family stuff in that movie. And I think nine has that enough. But you mean know. where Dom like automatically assumes his brother killed his dad based on a, like a it's, singular thought It's melodrama, baby. It's fucking big sweeping if, shit. If like, I, <laughs> hey. F9 might as well be Godfather 2, baby. Show show us those flashbacks. Godfather now 3, man. Uh, uh, but yeah, because yeah. He, he loves family, and then his brother had to grow up without a family, and he did as well because of what he thought about his brother. And yeah. it, I don't know. It's just that theme influences the way they write the whole series, like how they retcon Han to come back to life and shit. It's because of family, and the reason why he's <laughs> taken away is because of family. Yeah. <laughs> also, and uh, yeah, the whole series kind of has that. Uh, we're just like in a full fast thing, and that's <laughs> yeah. fine. But uh, that, that's like when I rewatched like four or watched for the first time four, five, and six over last year. Like it was kind of incredible to see how they would bring even the smallest person back. They brought fucking Tokyo Drift guy and Lil Bow Wow back in nine. And I was like, there's such a like a like appreciation for like their own. I know it character. Is. This is just the, the Adam Sandler's of action movies is all that is. <laughs> that's all. That's all it is. Beautiful. Oh boy. Cause he just brings back his, his, his friends and family. I, I Cause I, it's I, like, they bring back like, the one terrible actress who's uh but the difference is actors versus characters like bringing back characters from a specific movie and tying them into the family is i think like a cool fucking thing to do where instead of like now we have kevin james and he's this other dumb fat dickhead who's gonna <laughs> show up and be like who's gonna get paid 10 million dollars yeah. to be a shithead in this movie I, I think it's i think it's a little different but i mean yeah i, I see where you're coming from yeah yeah but uh, I mean, would I love the Armageddon series to have been a Fast and the Furious style like uh, just asteroids franchise? That keep coming they back. keep coming, and, and then they figure out eventually somebody sending these fucking things. Uh, you might have a, a career damn. in Hollywood. I just I gotta get Abrams on the phone. He's the guy. <laughs> you know, get well, not Willis. Willis is dead. But uh, we can get Ben to come back. Ben will Ben will sign up. I mean, why? Why not? Right? You went, you went back to J Lo. Just retcon Bruce Willis coming back. Who cares? Retcon everything. Retcon. Yeah. Ev just say that Bruce Willis made it out. Um, you know. Yeah. It turns out he it, just got blasted he was, into he, space, and he was floating. working with Mister Nobody, and they faked his death. <sighs> See, that's that's good shit right there. <laughs> I was I was gonna say. There's like some cosmic entity that was attached oh, like to the that. asteroid. Yeah. Um, some like living force that like wrapped him in some goo and like shot him off to another world. And he was he's been <laughs> training with these aliens like the asteroid fucking, did have like 
it did growl and shit, and they kind of anthropomorphized yeah. it. They oh said, like, yeah, it knows we're here to kill. Let's it. talk about that. Okay, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the asteroid itself, Sean. <laughs> what What do you think of the asteroid itself? It was incredible. It looked like a like a Nickelodeon like game set. <laughs> yeah, like it was just Jesus, like yeah. foam spikes what, what and that? glass spikes. The most late shit guts. shit guts. Yes. You ever watch that show? Yes, yeah. guts. They were they go up on a volcano or something, and they got to go through like steam and fog machines, <laughs> and those like foam rocks. Yeah, yeah, you know. It, yeah, it, it had the aesthetics of like an early 2000s Slipknot music video oh, fuck. or something like that. Or like some, some like, uh, yeah, like some metal music video from the early 2000s. Uh, just, just the, the notion that it would be as jagged as it is, is insane also. Yeah. Cause like asteroids aren't jagged like have that. You been but on, have you been on asteroid? I, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I haven't, you know. Have you done the research on what asteroids <laughs> might look like, Brent? No, I've only seen, seen them in movies. Look like I guess. A, hell, a hellish scape, a hellscape. I, I, I haven't. I haven't. Like then you're wrong. I haven't walked <laughs> a, a space mile in 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 astronaut shoes. I guess. All right. Other, uh, <laughs> but you, you know what I noticed that Michael Bay likes to do? He likes to use green light a lot. He like like the. Uh, the asteroid had like that kind of ethereal, like ether, green ether, like which is interesting. And then yeah. you, you saw like the the armadillos have the green light inside, and I was like, something yeah. about something about green light, you know, like it with the balls and the rock, you know. The, oh, do you yeah, remember yeah. the green balls, Sean? Yeah, that's he, that, why is that like such an iconic. Because they Visual. look cool as shit. They do. Yeah. I wanted to squeeze them, which would be bad. <laughs> I wanted to eat really one. bad. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of want to eat them. I mean, that's what that's literally why children eat Tide Pods. The same reason we want to squeeze those green balls. <laughs> True. <laughs> we want to squeeze those green balls. I think every time we have like a, a fire or something, we always talk about the, the embers at the end. Like, why do those look edible? <laughs> like... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Just like that's when they're right. like just glowing, real nice. They look delicious. Red. You're like, why, yeah, why look, does that look tasty right just now? Just want to bite into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, See, like the yeah. green light on like uh, love. I think yeah, I think that he likes green light. Yeah that that feels like a kind of cultural thing, like a visual aesthetic thing of the of the late '90s. I think. And also, he's, he's a commercial director, so yeah. And also that I think maybe it pops more because doesn't he use the blue-orange palette? So green really pops in that um, yeah. that that uh, the screen. He always does that in like operation rooms, like they're like everyone's faces are always lit up by green when they're looking at something like important. And I wonder what what the fuck do you think it just looks cool? I think that's the only reason. There's no like other like I think that's as far as he goes with it. I think like <laughs> yeah. literally his thought process for even just like a shot to shot yeah basis is yeah, does this look as cool as see Jesus fucking Christ. Dude. He hates human <laughs> beings. We're watching him blow up the like fishing village. Oh my god. How do you just know he doesn't fucking... how do you know he hates human beings or he just <laughs> Is just showing what would happen if an asteroid. Yeah, you know. I mean, 
I mean, this big this movie has like big emotions in it. So I mean, maybe maybe he's he, a he real... loves big. He hates big. <laughs> he feels big. Yeah, he's he's a total empath. That's like the the ironic thing about Michael Bay's. He's he's just like the biggest. He has Man, the heaviest heart. To to say that Michael Bay is an empath is the funniest one of the funniest things you ever said on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Michael okay. Bay the empath. Huh? He's a, he's a total feeler. That guy yeah. definitely definitely doesn't run his sets like a tyrant. That's definitely not uh, a thing anybody says. Don't you love it when people just like introduce themselves, saying that they're empaths? I've never <laughs> seen that, but I would probably uh, hate that person if I did. You, you know, you're a total empath if you tell people you're an empath. You know? Yeah. 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 I think that seals the deal. Brent, you're an empath. I think you're an empath. You're not. Yeah, I think we can both say that. And I agree think, with I each think other. we can. I, I'm not offended. I think Sean's an empath too. I feel like I can safely say that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I was born this way. <laughs> you get discriminate against us, like not born in- this bay. <laughs> I don't know. Because you and him are not empaths. That's why I said that. Oh. <laughs> Zach Snyder's not an empath. I don't think. No. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of them are. I don't think either. You of these know guys what's are. great though is that empaths and psychopaths alike can work together to form a great community. That's true. It's called America, baby. <laughs> it's called that, <laughs> that balance. It's running our that country. Balance, yeah. Um, yeah, the asteroid itself. <laughs> we were talking about the, um, the asteroid isn't an empath. It's impacting. Oh, it's well. It's in the path. Oh, there you go. It's even better. I'm sorry. You did a better. Jo- you did a better joke. Uh, we're right in its path. Deep, deep impath. <laughs> deep impath. That's. I'm good. just trying. I'm just shooting all all sorts of shit. Out there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very scary. Very like horrific looking. I remember as a kid being like, "God, this just looks nightmarish." That's what's so. That's again to further exemplifies like. I thought it was like, oh, this looks fucking cool. Like all yeah. this shit going on. But then yeah. again, I do remember the Paris part kind of striking me. And I was like, man, that, that's fucking scary. Like, I don't know why the other parts didn't impact me as much. Hmm. But the yeah. Paris one, because, I don't know, maybe I was in Germany or something. But also just like, it looked familiar and the scope was so fucking huge on that impact. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's also, this is literally a series of shots I'm going to explain during that Paris sequence. It shows like four tiny children on like a little rocking thing, having the time of their life zooms out to show Paris asteroid hit. Everybody dead playing with a fucking soccer ball in a bat, a weird way. That's true too. Yeah. I I saw that. I was like, what is he doing with it? And also these people, these people don't know about a huge asteroid. They they mention it later to where the public finds out like Dottie, the public yeah. knows about Dottie. Yeah, but it's like how how could they keep that shit? I'm not. I don't even know why I'm asking this. Yeah, because well, I think by this point, by the time that happens, the world knows about the asteroid because they find out right as they're going into space. Essentially, yeah. Well, but, I mean, yeah. you're going to see an asteroid that big, the size of Texas, in the night sky. I'm just saying. I mean, now we're buttoned up against the scientific. Yeah, uh, sorry. You know, <laughs> well, well, was, 
the, the, I, I know that it's it's a moot point to dispute anything scientific in this. I know it is, but I have to say it. But it's coming fun. from a science guy. Yeah. Um, NASA with their training program actually makes their um, interns watch this, yeah. and they uh, have to write a report about all the all the scientific inaccuracies that this movie does, which yeah. I think is. I mean, kind of, kind of fucking hilarious, actually. <laughs> that is, that's really hilarious. Yeah, that's like yeah. the the bad version of that is like guys on Reddit, but those guys become astronauts, and yeah. then they put that skill to use when they watch fucking Armageddon, and they're mm-hmm. like, "This is wrong. This is yeah." Wrong. It's like cinema sins, but good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But for a purpose that, you know. The 0.2% of uh, yeah. Cinema Sins viewers who are like, you know, I'm going to stop watching this and do something good with my life. They become <laughs> astronauts <laughs> and, and they go watch Armageddon at fucking yeah, uh, Houston. Seriously, if, if you become like an astronaut or something significant like that, it's like, yeah, you deserve to, to shit on Armageddon. Sure. <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And it's like what? What was the the figure? It's like the 168. It's something insane. It's like yeah, a crazy yeah, yeah. number. Like that's the yeah. maximum somebody found. Uh, and you watch that movie, and you can hardly even tell. <laughs> I mean, the movie just seems so airtight. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, this movie plays like a goddamn science fiction. Well, this was so movie. funny. Is that like? Well, now we get to the space station where they dock. And it's like, I couldn't help but be bothered by the non-zero-G, like, sequencing. Um, yeah. That's I mean, some, that's, I mean something that's interesting. I, yeah. Like, why? Because why? they had some, like, zero-G stuff in, in other scenes, right? <clears throat> Where they yeah. were floating around. Yeah. And I guess it was just sort of... Just, well, they introduced yeah. that they put, like, thrusters all over their suits. Is that what happened? To like, oh, so that it keeps them like planted on the asteroid and stuff. Well, I so mean, I I'm talking about the space station. Yeah, the station. I think it was one of those like was it a spinning one? fun sci-fi things where it's oh. like it's depressurized. And as a kid, I was like, yeah, of course. So now you can walk around in space, and that's how it works in real well, life. Was it one of the circular ones? I don't think so. Like 2001, Mm-mm. but no, I think it's just a fucking. It, yeah, they, they just didn't have. They just didn't want to bother with doing zero g on that part i back then yeah i guess so like in in 2001 it's like a set piece when he has a pen float yeah like well i'm, I'm just saying that there's another sequence where they are floating so that's why i'm like yeah. oh this is weird that you know that they're not doing it here i yeah, guess why they how complicated Google. that sequence because that scene sequence seemed real complicated you gotta have guys crawling through ducks through yeah. uh, you know <laughs> climbing up ladders i i think yeah it was probably that because yeah i mean when the when uh store mayor god bless him god uh, fucking king, bless a him. king uh when he's introduced he's like floating in his little pod right like that's that's when they show it and then mm-hmm. they like depressurize and they're all walking in that's not yeah it's not, <laughs> it's not yeah and i i thought i thought that's how it worked uh until i was i don't know maybe 28 <laughs> It's like, what do you mean that people don't walk around like in last space? year? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the the real Ocean's Eleven moment where the team, the, the team is finally all together and they're walking towards. 
I, I was I forgot to bring that up. Like, yeah, some real big Ocean's Eleven kind of like get the boys together. Yeah. Sort of thing. I think the 90s were also a good time for those like, oh, man, I want to say this before I forget. OK, I feel like Armageddon is like the <laughs> is like the replacements of sci fi movies. Like the Keanu Reeves like movie. Oh football, yeah, okay. where it's a bunch of fucking, you know, like blue collar. Like they don't know anything about fucking space. Yeah, or football in that movie. Space, yeah, right? they don't know yeah. anything about yeah. football in that movie. That's but here they don't perfect. know anything. About, they're just they're just a bunch of ragtag guys who who <laughs> who have to do a job that they're not. They don't know what. You know. Yeah. They don't know what to do. What do you mean we got to listen to these these nerds? <laughs> learn how to be an astronaut were you were you gonna say something sean yes you sir how to uh i don't remember <laughs> uh i mean well okay we're talking about the the introduction kind of or yeah because it's, it's essentially like a team building movie mm. for the first hour or so or you're doing character development here and there but it's got a lot of characters to introduce uh and i think that that's like kind of my favorite part of the movie it's insane um, and it's like the least action focused, but I just kind of love how nuts all of the characters are. And then you have a guy who, let me bring up the, the actor's name, Will Patton. Do you guys know who I'm talking about when I say Will Patton? He's yeah. the guy with the son who doesn't know he's his oh, dad. Yeah. yeah. Who's bringing like the most integrity to this role as, as in, like, <laughs> As Daniel Day-Lewis did in, like, Lincoln. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. This guy has, like, so much heart. And, uh, Sean, have you seen Minari? I haven't. No. Okay, he's in Minari, and he's fucking incredible. And everybody's great in that movie. But he's like, holy shit, I remember this guy from Armageddon. And he's amazing in that, too. And he's still that way 20 years later. Um, but, yeah, it's just so funny. Like, the tonal jumps with each guy is so all over the place. Oh yeah, I, I <laughs> how how we don't know what what he did to have a restraining order on his on his family or anything, or he, he at least isn't wanted around. Like that's he yeah, fucked we don't, up. We don't, somehow. yeah, we don't yeah, know how yeah. he fucked up or anything. I mean, he could have beat her around or raped her. Who knows? I don't think it's anything that dark. Know, he probably just, just drank too much or something. Yeah, probably. He's yeah. like at work too much or something like that. Um. But it's so funny. I wanted the kid at the end to go up to him. I love you, salesman. <laughs> like, not even dad. Like, <laughs> I love you, salesman. Yeah, he great. brings such sincerity and, like, weight to this backstory that we don't know somehow. Like, yeah. Like, he mm -hmm. knows every. Like, he's a good actor. He yeah, just, for sure. He yeah. built up a whole story and you can feel it, even though you don't know any of it. Yeah, it's like when. And sure, I'm a dad now, but when the kid runs out at the end, I was just like, oh, here we go. I'm fucked up all of a sudden. And I have like three scenes with this guy. And like, that's all you need. Uh, it's fucking. Yeah, but it's so insane because like that's in the same movie as fucking uh, Michael Clark Duncan and Steve Buscemi. Uh, who are. Yeah, I mean, Buscemi's character is just completely. It just feels insane. Like the fact that he's not introduced as a genius until they're like on the asteroid and he's like, cause I'm a goddamn genius. <laughs> and then he has some like kind of amazing monologue where he talks about the fucking, uh, we, we land, what does he say? Like 
that's why we didn't land on that grid because we landed on a goddamn iron plate. And it's like, yeah, I just believe this guy. Like yeah. he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, it's it's a real Nick Cage on the bomb moment. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. Nick Cage would have been Buscemi if Buscemi turned it yeah. down. That's yeah, that's true. That is true. That's like a fact. <laughs> like you can't, you can't even, it's not an opinion. That's like a straight up, like objective fact that you stated. Yeah. Okay. That reminds me of something that I noticed when I was looking at stuff. Is, is, um, who was the other writer? Something. Oh man. Helsley or something. I don't know. So, yeah. He wrote a bunch of movies that Nick Cage was connected to. And then I saw the cinematographer was named Schwartzman and I looked that up and he's like related. Jonathan, Jonathan Heisley. Heisley. Yeah. Heisley? I, think, I think that's how it's yeah, pronounced. I don't know. Yeah. He wrote a bunch of Nick Cage movies and then the Schwartzman cinematographer related to Jason Schwartzman. His older brother. Yeah. Um, even and, though he's 62. and they are tangentially Coppola's as well as oh, yeah, Nick the, the Cage being. Family. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just was like, whoa, it's well, weird like how he, interconnected all these people are yeah. and he how much wrote, they work together. He, he was a writer on the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Uh, far off place. Ah, uh, who could forget? Die Hard with a Vengeance. So Bruce Willis again. Hey, that was the, actually, the good sequel. That was a good sequel. Yeah, that yeah. one's great. Uh, Jumanji. Hey, there we go. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, The Saint. Oh, The Saint. Isn't that a Bruce Willis one? Um, I think that's. A I've Bruce never Willis heard one. of it. Or Val Kilmer, one of the two. Or am I thinking of the Jackal? Val Kilmer. You you got it. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, there was that other weird the the something the jackal was it the jackal yeah you know no, the, the jackal. phantom now I'm just doing do you remember the, the phantom uh, with uh, what's his uh, name Billy, Billy Zane Billy Zane <laughs> Billy Zane what happened to Billy Zane yeah what's Billy Zane he, up to he was gone in sixty seconds which this guy was executive producer of oh okay uh, he wrote also the Punisher. The 2004 one. And he also directed that one, huh? Oh, boy. That movie. I watched hey, that movie a weird amount of times, even though I, I knew it I, wasn't great. I liked it even though I knew. Same. Yeah. Isn't I knew it so was weird? trash, but I was like, I like The Punisher. It was like. Because I'm 14. Yeah. It was like. <laughs> it was almost like if you watched it. If I watched it enough times, I would will it to be good. Like it would just somehow. Yeah. Become good after that. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't. No. He did Welcome Next. Boy, I saw that Next. movie. And I heard that was not terrible. Was it good? I remember finishing that. And I, when did that come out? Because I saw it when it came out and I was young. 2007. So I was like 16, 17. After I saw that, I was, uh, yeah, I was like, boy, that, that, one's, that one's rough. Cage okay. is, in a, is, is in a dark era now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Jessica Beals in it. That's an indicator right there. Oh, man. Just the Jessica Beale era, huh? Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, what is that? It's a American found footage docufiction horror film. What the fuck did you just say? You're off on the tangents. <laughs> American found footage docufiction horror film. Fucking American Jesus found Christ. footage docufiction horror film. That's like a, a that's a new vocal, right? Yeah. yeah, that's a new vocal exercise right there. Docufiction. That's a new word for you guys today. Docufiction. I mean, that's that's essentially yeah, found footage movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think. He also directed that. Um, 
kill the Irishman, not the Irishman. Oh, that's the that's the one with uh, Michael Shannon, I think. Boy, what a what an illustrious career after uh, Armageddon. Where, where you know, and then on the other side, you have JJ, who uh, goes on to do you know he does. Have you seen Joyride, Sean? No. Uh, Steve Zahn, Paul Walker Steve movie. Zahn. Um, that's really good. It's like very uh, kind of Hitchcocky, and it's like they're getting chased by like kind of a mad trucker in like a kind Is of. Is that where he car. says candy cane? Yeah, it's the candy cane one. Yeah. That's that's, that's, hey, that's a good candy movie. Candy cane, like candy cane, and it's uh Bill whatever from you know Silence of the Lambs, right? Bill something, yeah. Um. And then Star Wars, and then becomes the most successful director with an unimpeachable I mean, track record. When you, when, yeah, when I look at his writing credits, like uh, JG's writing credits, he did Taking Care of Business, Regarding Henry, Forever Young, Young, Gone Fishing. He did Gone Fishing? 1997. Ooh, yeah. that's, that's, I never that's, that was that's, a heavy hitter with Shaw, I guess. Danny DeVito and... And Joe uh, Pesci. Oh, Joe Pesci and Eddie Glover. Eddie yeah. Glover. Oh, I, I thought Glover was in that. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. I can't believe he wrote that. Uh, he has some weird credits, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then Armageddon, then Joe Joyride. But then he starts doing shows. And I think the shows are where he kind of, you know, makes a name for himself and Cruz sees fucking. Uh, alias and is like i want to hire this guy and then uh then he then he met alex kurtzman and they became best friends yep then hollywood uh died i mean we can all agree that you know just you know alex kurtzman is just you know not 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 good right like can can we just say that without offending anybody i mean (laughs) it's funny how often we bring up alex kurtzman on this show and uh I think he's he's like running all of the Star Trek shows now, which makes me like really uninterested in kind of all those, even though I've heard some of them are, are fine. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't like him. He's kind of a hack. I'm not even sure who he is. So. He did Cowboys and he wrote Cowboys and Aliens. He wrote the Oh, he wrote the island, actually. <laughs> See, oh, that's oh, right. You know what? Man. That's OK. He kind of becomes a bay guy a little bit. I think he might even write one he, or two more transformers. Tra- transformers. Yeah. And then JJ. Yeah. So I guess JJ and Bay kind of kept in touch. He and did like created, a, a, pol- a script polish on Watchmen. Huh? Wow. Connections. Connections. Wow. He did write transformers and mission possible three. He was just kind of everywhere. Like he was a big, like blockbuster guy. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he does script polishing mm-hmm. from what I remember. Yeah, he was he was the yeah. the mank of uh, of his era in the late aughts. There <laughs> to say that he's he's a mank is is uh, <laughs> he equally really had his funny. early Citizen Kane. Uh, yeah, because the mummy, you know, is going to be remembered. Oh boy, I can't believe. Yeah, that I, we'll talk the mummy one. No, we won't. We're never going to talk the mummy. <laughs> we will um, never talk the mummy, huh? Uh, I mean, we'll do an Alex Kurtzman uh, season. 40 oh, years boy. from now when he keeps crawling his way up the Hollywood ladder uh, like a cockroach. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to be that cruel. He's probably a fine guy. He's probably all right. Um, God, yeah. I just it's so funny how much of this movie Armageddon is what we're talking about. I remember <laughs> back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and yet, like, I totally forgot all of the the space station kind of set piece. I don't rem- I don't even re- remember the space station like yeah. at all. Yeah. 
shit just hits the fan so fast where uh, Stormare shows Ben Affleck. He's like, you hit this button, things go wrong, okay? And <laughs> if things go poor, then you pull this switch. And then like two, not two minutes later, fucking things are things going go terrible. bad. And he pulls the lever as Peter Stormare informs him. Yeah. And it breaks, it severs. It just breaks off. And you're like, oh, I, I thought, it, like, I knew Ben Affleck couldn't die, but yeah, I was like, oh, maybe he might die in this insane situation Yeah, where they have to evacuate the space station ASAP with the explosion coming up. Yeah. You know, I, that's what I mean about the stakes, man. It's like, even though I know he's not going to die when they're like closing the doors on them. And like Willis, Bruce Willis uh, accepts that he's dead. And they're like, Stormare's like, there's another way we can get back. I'm losing the fucking You must so hold fast. breath or freeze lungs. It's 100 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Negative 100 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, hold your breath or your lungs will explode. Does he use Fahrenheit? Because I find that incredibly ironic that a communist like <laughs> Russian guy... He, he pre-converted did. it because he knows Affleck is uh, is American. I'm pretty you, sure he refers to himself as an astronaut. Also, he does. I think. It yeah. Shouldn't he be a cosmonaut? He's a cosmo. Yeah. He's a. You're right. He's a cosmonaut. Is the correct yeah. term. Yeah. Movie ruined. Armageddon ruined. <laughs> uh, That's so funny. Like nice Swedish. catch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but that the, it, it is really tense. Like, uh, do you yeah. remember how he solves the problem at the end? He fonzies it, right? Yeah. He bangs on it till it works. <laughs> oh, at the end of the space station? I want to leave. <laughs> Go back to oh, Earth. Oh, you're talking on the ship where the on lady. The very end, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just fucking hits it. He just hits it. Because I mean, he, he throws the chick guns. out of the way. She's like trying to be yeah, like the a, hot, a, a the NASA hot, engineer yeah. person. Yeah, He's like, yeah. fuck this. She's like, you don't know our components. He's like, they're all made in Taiwan, and he just bangs yeah. it with a wrench and gets <laughs> it working. That was a, that was a fucking great joke, honestly. Where he's like Russian American, like yeah. All then he says the Taiwan. Taiwan thing. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, few things. It's basically the ultimate message of the of a Bay film. You hit something yeah. enough times, it works gonna work it, get, it gets their <laughs> the, their drill to that depth they just jam it through gets the gets the nuke to uh to turn it boy there's a lot in this movie huh <laughs> i'm like i'm thinking about like we haven't even talked about like the, One the thing president turning on the bomb yeah um christ but I, I was just gonna say that like few things are as entertaining as like peter stormare I was going to say like, do, like having a tantrum, but I think just like Peter Stormare is just like one of the greatest. Oh, yeah. He's fucking excellent. Like anytime he shows up. 100%. Even in like yeah. the VW commercials he used to do. Oh, I forgot about those. I was thinking about like Minority Report where he plays the blind guy and uh, tells Tom Cruise to eat like a moldy sandwich. Are, are, are we there? Are we the Peter Stormare? Like, I uh, mean, Stormare Corner, <laughs> quick Stormare Corner. And then we'll, then we'll go through... The uh, Armageddon set pieces that we haven't talked about. Uh, Stormare and and Captain America, Fitchner, whatever his name is. They're both in Prison Break together, the TV show. Oh, oh. that's one I always meant to watch. Is that, is that one good? I heard that one's good. Uh, William Fincher, yeah. I think it was Fincher, yeah. fine when it was coming out, but I don't know if 
It would yeah. be good now. Because then they, they like get out of prison and then there's like a whole conspiracy. Then they have to break back into prison. Isn't that like the insane shit that happens? In the sh- then break back out again or something? It, I think I only watched the first season, so I could not tell you how crazy it gets. I think I'm going to get into prison break. I'm going to do that. Hey, Peter Stormer was in Fargo. That's right. Hey, with, with Buscemi. Hey, Buscemi. Fargo connection. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah. Buscemi and Bruce Willie were in Pulp Fiction, which they also referenced. Oh, yeah. They did reference Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. they did in this with movie. The, the shot. You ever see Pulp Fiction? God, God damn it, literally right. says that, yeah. <laughs> huh. Hey, Michael Bay is a student of cinema. Cinema. I mean, he is, really. Yeah, yeah literally. He comes back for Bad Boys 2. Uh, Peter Stormare. He, he was Satan oh. in Constantine. That's funny. Oh, that's right. Uh, I mean, he has a lot he, of acting credits. I think he's one of those guys that just likes to work. Yeah. People say like he he's just kind of like, you know, I'll do I'll do like five, six of these things a year. And so with that work ethic, it's like he's going to hit, you know, more than other actors do. Probably okay, he's in yeah. John Wick, too. Oh, he isn't. Yeah, that's right. He's like the go-to. Yeah, Russian. <laughs> yeah, even though he's not, which is incredible. Is he not? What? What do you, do you know? What he is Swedish. That is so. That name weird. is pretty Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. I just Wait, like his name. Thought. Wait, his actual name is not Peter Stormare. It's Rolf Peter Ingvar Storm. Wow! Holy shit! Rolf Wolf. Storm, so R O L F, like wolf, but with an R. That is so Swedish. Yeah, and he wanted his to... last name is Storm, like the yeah. like a, huh? Boy, and he goes by a stage name, Peter Stormare, just to make himself like more palatable to, I guess, international audiences. I don't know. Right? Wolf, if he could just if he just change Wolf, wolf Stormare wolf Storm, <laughs> wolf Storm. <laughs> no, just Wolf Storm. That's wolf Storm that's sounds great. sick as fuck. Yeah. Like, it's like a. Like a fucking Sharknado. cobra, yeah, like a cobra name or something. Yeah, sure. That's a Stallone character yeah. that never existed. Yeah, for sure. Wolf Storm. <laughs> that sounds sick as fuck. Um, yeah, and then he's he's in that fucking game that I think you and I both played, Adam. Right, the horror game. Did uh, you play that game? The, you played it, right? Uh, what was it called? Um, uh, he's like the narrator. He's about. like the Rod Serling of that fucking horror game. Is it the one you make all the choices and stuff? Yeah, with uh, Rami Malek's in it. Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna kill me. Uh, the cheer, the save the cheerleader, save Until the world Dawn. from Until Dawn. That's he right. Is, yeah. He's in a lot of video games, actually. He's that in, tracks. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. He seems like he's just having a good time. You know, Quake yeah, Four. I, His he was in Prison Break: The Conspiracy, the game. Holy shit. Man. Elder Scrolls Online, Destiny, uh, Lego Jurassic World. Holy shit. Destiny 2. I guess he had a big part of Destiny. That, I think I remember him. Yeah, he does have a big part of Destiny. Even I remember him in that game. He was in, he's in Fast and Furious Crossroads, the game. Which is oh, he's the villain of that game. I've watched. That's fucking funny. A depressing amount movie. of. Huh? They need to get yeah, him get him the fucking series. bring him back yeah. from the game into the fucking ten. Yeah, why That'd not? Be great. And he was in Call of Duty Black Ops Four as well. Yeah, yeah, all over the place. He's just cashing checks. Like he's filthy. He's got to be so rich just off like residuals, just like that Armageddon money. <laughs> that <wolf laughs> yeah. Um, 
that's it for anybody. Yeah, that, that's it for Peter Peter Stor, Stor, Stormare yeah. Corner. Peter Stormare Corner. Yeah. We'll uh, circle back around to him at some point. Yeah, he'll he'll pop sure. up again probably like, I mean, fucking Bad Boys. He's going to be in that. Yep. But uh, yeah, he's great. Um, what's other stuff that we haven't talked about in this movie? Other set pieces? What do you guys think about the CGI in this movie? I mean, mostly okay, I think. I think it's not terrible. No, I think yeah. it's pretty decent. I don't think it's ter- I think like the what what helps is like the lighting use. It was mainly yeah. dark environments to where it's like it doesn't feel like they had to do too much, you know. I think the Yeah. I think the explosion the CGI explosions were yeah. You know, like with the asteroid explosions and stuff, but yeah, this is this isn't quite because I think the early two thousands are when CG kind of tipped over a threshold into being. There was always kind of like too much of it when you didn't need it, and I think in this era there was still a good balance of because there's like a lot of practical shit in this movie. There's a lot of like miniatures, mm. you know, things like that, uh, practical sets. Um, whereas like you do this movie now, it's just all green screens in Atlanta oh, yeah. in a parking lot somewhere. Um, and there's just like a lot of practical sets. I think a lot of it like ages pretty, pretty decent. Um, the scene that made me laugh the most is when the two <laughs> ships, God, yeah, this crash is so fucking brutal. It's so, it's like, like a fucking horror out. movie. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like a it's horrifying, really, truly. It's like, it's, it's really like that hard. Paul uh, W. S. Anderson space movie. Um, oh, that we always bring up every single. Yeah, what's the name of that movie? Fucking um, Event, Horizon. Event, Event Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, it's like yeah. nightmare space imagery out of Event Horizon. That fucking crash. Uh, but the scene that made me laugh the most on this watch was. Uh, <laughs> the two spaceships leaving earth's atmosphere and how they were just kind of like flying next to each other, like fucking, uh, F 16s or something. I was just like that for some reason, that was the most reality breaking thing to me in a movie full of ridiculous things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, the God. silly fucking movie, man. It's a, uh... I mean, so they get they get to the fucking you know they get to the asteroid like an hour twenty in, and then you get some real like uh, I don't know Lord of the Flies kind of things going on where they're like cut off from the Earth communications, and there's like you know like we need to do this like Captain America guy says we need to fucking sit off the bomb because that's the protocol too or whatever. Which, yeah, I think, like, it would have been fine if they set it off. Well, it wouldn't have blown up the... <laughs> it wouldn't have blown up like the you said, asteroid, like right? Only 80, only 80 feet down, you know? It's not even that... <laughs> I think you're right. It's 800 meters. Yeah. But we're talking about an asteroid, presumably the size of Texas. Into iron ferrite. Yeah. All right. We're just like saying all the buzzwords that like. <laughs> yeah, that the movie throws at the audience. Like, I don't know if this is true or not, but that's what the genius is telling me. 
Exactly. Yeah, this is the geologist here, Steve Buscemi, who's clearly of sound mind and knows what he's talking about. <laughs> did, he had, did they say he had like space like, oh, dimension? dimension? Who could forget? <laughs> that that's, was, yeah, yeah, iconic. That was my favorite line of the whole movie. Like, that's what got me to crack up more than any of the other ridiculous stuff. I, I Googled yeah. space dementia and Muse made a song called Space Dementia. Incredible. Yep. Probably bangs. Probably good. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably good. Uh, it is a fictional mental disorder mentioned in several works. Wow. It's not. Wow. So it was mentioned in Space Madness, a season one episode of the animated series, The Ren and Stimpy Show. <laughs> Fragile Alliance and 1996 PC game. Remember that? No. Nope. Mm-mm. Joyride, the 1999 episode of the TV series Outer Limits. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this one you actually will know. The Train Job, an episode of Firefly. Huh. Okay. I don't recall Space Dimension in that one. I mean, that's a good episode of that good show. That's so funny. Like, it has a Wikipedia page. It is the saddest Wikipedia page I've ever seen. It's just like a paragraph with all these little references (laughs) space dementia. I think, uh, yeah, nothing shows off William Fickner's skill as an actor as much as him saying that line with like as much integrity as he does, where he's just like, he's got space dementia. And you're just like, oh, my God, I think he does. Yeah, he was not winking at all when he said that. He was like, this man has space dementia and he'll get (laughs) us all killed if we don't tape him up. Yeah, exactly. If we don't duct tape. <laughs> He's such a fucking wild card in this movie. Like, that's what I kept b- being thrown by was like how the energy Buscemi is throwing into this movie. That weird shot. I'm sorry that I bring up where it's like Buscemi's head is center, like lower <laughs> center frame. The most awkward, like shot in existence. In this. Yeah, it, it just it just like. When I first watched it, it just fucking screamed at me when I saw that. I was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> it's a real B like unit a, yeah. director, assistant director day. That's something. what I'm thinking. That wasn't a Michael Bay shot. <laughs> yeah, probably not. He's got to get, so he's got to twist that camera around. Mm. Um, oh man. Okay. So yeah, after they crash, which is a very intense, horrifying scene, you know, everybody writes them off. They're dead, you know, um, Liv Tyler is every shot of Liv Tyler, by the way, what's her name? Grace. Grace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, the most like artistically like she's just always leaning on a table. Her like arms spread out and the lights just like completely. Yeah, like really, really like she's a model at every. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a Vogue cover shoot. Every Mm -hmm. shot of, of her in this movie or when she's at the NASA station. And it's clear. I mean, she has nothing to do. So Michael Bay's just like, I'll just shoot her like a model. <laughs> She's I mean, like useless not? after they set up that, uh, you know, she loves him and she's waiting for him. And like, that's that's what she's got to do. But hey, uh, it's the emotion. She's the emotional connection between Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. OK, that's true. That's true. It's um, how they bond. Yeah, it's how it's how, you know, it adds it adds to the sacri- sacrifice. That's true. You know, I, I do see, and that shit works on me too, though. Like the the Bruce and uh, 
You know, Look, I was AJ gonna, and the dad. I yeah. was gonna kill you with my shotgun because you're fucking my daughter. Yeah, but you were always my son. <laughs> A my rough s- introduction. <laughs> when that happened too, I was also like, "Oh, I blocked this out of my memory." Also, yeah, the fact that Bruce Willis is trying to kill like Ben commit, Affleck commits a literal felony, like like you know. <laughs> When he shoots through the window and you're like, okay, yeah, he's trying to kill on him. A, on an active <laughs> oil rig rigged with, you know, plenty of explosives that yeah. could, uh, that's how great of a shot, Bruce. I mean, like, <laughs> I feel like Bruce Willis doesn't sign a contract unless he has a gun in the movie. Like, it's like, it's part of his branding. It's like, do I hold a, I had to hold a gun. Yeah. I think after, at least after die hard i think that was absolutely the case you know because like you have like older he did a bunch of comedies in the 80s and i'm sure yeah. he didn't have a gun there but uh i don't know what do, you, what do you guys feel about bruce willis just like as a as a figure as an entertainer he's one of my favorite actors wow i love bruce willis okay. I, and i'm really i won't say i love bruce willis now you didn't see cosmic sin i don't even know what that is i I was counting on that. Oh. Well, I mean, like, I think, like, you know, I think 90s, you know, late 80s, 90s, Bruce Willis is, like, peak Bruce Willis for me. Yeah. And I think, like, I always like to see him. It's just that, like, I understand that, like, you know, now he's not giving a shit. But when he gives a shit, he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. I mean, one of my favorite movies is fucking Die Hard. So, you know. For sure. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Sean? Reminds me of an interesting fact that I read. Um, he was actually making a comedy, and he got it killed because as he was filming it, he was like, "This is trash." So he made the deal with the studio that if they ate ate that movie, he would be in this movie and two other ones, and the two other movies were The Sixth Sense and uh, Unbreakable. Oh wow! Oh, shit. Yeah. So pretty wild. Literally made Shyamalan's career. And are like two of his like best movies, actually. Like, no joke. I think those are like two of his best performances. But yeah, I think uh, Bruce Willis is a guy that I really like, too. But it's kind of it's another thing like Sandler, honestly. I think he's an action Adam Sandler. Where yeah, like now he's like, I just like making money. You know, like uh, the quote I heard is that he... He gets a million a day. Like, that's his quote. Like, he will get a million dollars a day. I mean, fuck. I'd do that. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, you the guy's cash up? checks. The, yeah. Well, that's why they, like, fly him out to the fucking Czech Republic and, like, uh, China and shit, like, where he does all of his movies now. And uh, he just he films for, like, four days, and then they fly him back home, and he'll, like, show up in some foreign movie for 10 minutes, and then, he, <laughs> and then he's gone or he dies or something. Yeah, what a what a weird career that guy's had. Yeah, I just wish he would come back for something like where he gives a shit and tries, you know. Yeah, I mean, Looper was like his last one. Looper, he yeah, he did a great job in. He's great in that. He Maybe had like, Ryan Johnson can get him for fucking uh, Knives, Knives Out. Knives Out, that would be pretty great. Hmm. The, him and a Knives Out movie would be excellent, actually. Mm. I think. Um, I mean, yeah, he had like that Ed Norton movie motherless brooklyn which i remember thinking was going to be good but everybody said it was bad it looked like yeah. this it, it could have been either way and i guess it ended up being bad yeah i guess it wasn't very good but uh i Quinn mean Tarantino I, bring a he's really good friends with quinn apparently so yeah he should Tarantino, bring him back bring him back for you put him in star trek 
God, if that's his final, that's totally not going to be his final movie. But I know. I mean, yeah, save save Bruce. At least his uh, artistic integrity, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. What I mean, think, yeah. What do you think about Ben Affleck? <laughs> Speaking of, oh man, another fun fact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard yeah. they were shooting early scenes in this movie. Michael Bay noticed that Ben Affleck had baby teeth. So they literally what? paid for them to fix his teeth. He, and then how old was re-shot. Ben Affleck in this? He had to be pro- uh, probably baby teeth. Man, like he must have been real young. Teeth? He must have been early no, 20s, like, actually. Like just like he had like his teeth looked small they for just, his face. Oh. And Bay didn't like that and was like, we got to get this shit fixed. We got to get him some big old American Ch- yeah, whites so. in that mouth. Some chompers. They t- so they yeah. took out his pr- actual natural teeth. Or they capped him, probably. Or they capped him. That's fucking crazy. Holy shit. Like veneers. What? (laughs) That's a crazy fact. And uh, apparently Steve Buscemi asked if he could get his teeth fixed. And he said, no, you have a million dollar smile. (laughs) (laughs) And he does. He he like wasn't wrong. If if Buscemi got his teeth fixed, I would be suspicious. That's his fucking brand. Yeah. Right. He's got to look like that. He's got to look the way he looks. Yeah. It's just. It's, it's iconic. American. Yeah, he's a treasure. He's a treasure at this point. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've always kind of been a Ben Affleck kind of apologist. Like, even in his, <laughs> like, yeah. kind of dark early 2000s, like, fuck, we talk Geely. And uh, that's it doesn't get any that's, darker. I mean, that's almost unredeemable. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, it almost is. But then, I mean, he kind of comes... Uh, and I think what it was <laughs> is he does Gone Baby Gone in, what, 2007? And so I think he's like, I need to take my career like by the horns and fucking just make my own shit. Yeah. And he's good at it for the most part. Most of the time. Yeah, I like the town a lot. The town's good. Town's great. Yeah. You know, Argo's fun. I'm not really a big fan of Argo personally. Then he made some talented he is, like Yeah. Given the right situation. Didn't Mm -hmm. him and Matt Damon wrote uh, Good Will Hunting Hunting together, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then just to see how their careers like diverted and it seemed like Matt Damon kept making the right choices and Ben yeah. Affleck kind of made some incorrect well, ones. Well, I think I yeah. think we can say out of the duo who was a little bit on the who wrote maybe Goodwill Hunting more so than the other. But that's just yeah. all speculation here. Well, Ben, ben you mean, right? Because <laughs> I mean Ben, ben wrote Ben's like the, the one town. That, that yeah, he continues to write and direct whereas yeah. Matt True. Damon yeah. is kind of just focused on acting well, as far they, as I they know. did write Ridley Scott's new movie uh which i'm forgetting the name of but it's like a medieval movie with adam driver in it hmm. uh so that ought to be the last castle or something something like that i don't know but it's it's uh yeah they like reteamed to like write some medieval fantasy movie that's something. pretty cool so yeah that'll be interesting um I me mean, really yeah. scott we'll see I maybe mean, it's just about you know how he's going to die again yeah. I feel like he's going to have like multiple movies drop after he's dead. Like that's, that's that guy's work ethic. Yeah. I think, at this point, just like he's filming like four movies at the same time now. It's mm. insane. Um, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. He's I doing, guess he just yeah. wants to get it all out before he kicks the bucket. Huh? That's gotta be it. Yeah. He's yeah. like fucking line up shit until I'm dead. Like keep, keep them coming. Cause yeah, he did that movie and then he's, he's doing the fucking, uh, the movie 
uh, with Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. Oh yeah. Um, about the famous uh, the fashion Gucci. Yeah, yeah Gucci, like that, right? Yeah. Um, and that's Who's like a whole true Top crime Gun thing. too. It's not Ridley, huh? Hmm. Who's doing Top Gun too? Oh, that's the uh, the. Well, Tony Scott did the original, but it's uh, it's that guy who did like uh, Oblivion. We oh, talked yeah, about that's it, right. yeah. Mm. Um, I and just then, thought it would have been nice that if Ridley had done that would be, well, yeah. you know, to make his brother's sequel. Mm. Um, what do you think he would try to make a, a Tony Scott film, or would he make it into a Ridley Scott film? A hybrid, Ooh. maybe. I almost would say Tony Scott has a more distinctive uh, style. Mm-hmm. I don't know than than Ridley. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about them one day. The Scots. Yeah. Remember we wanted the brothers. brothers yeah, the brother season. season. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, yeah. Well, and then, and yeah, and then he's doing fucking, uh, he's doing goddamn Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the little Frenchman himself. Damn. Um, yeah. So he's just, he's, he's is, he, is, he's gonna, is Napoleon going to, gonna dance underneath like some lights he's gonna have an improvised scene on a ship yeah where he's just kind of like dancing <laughs> to like a violin and he's gonna win another oscar they're just gonna give he, they're gonna be like god damn it he did him. it again <laughs> he's he, the man can't be stopped yeah he can't be he's just gonna keep winning every single year now oh um, my god yeah armageddon uh is is um yeah what what else what else are we haven't we covered with Armageddon other than like everybody's careers who's in the movie? <laughs> yeah. I literally keep forgetting that we're talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's usually what happens anyway on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, Keith David. God damn. We can't start with Keith now. <laughs> I, I think we already did that on Carpenter's uh, season, by the way, but yeah, Keith David shows up early and it's just like one of the best fucking living actors. I, I just love seeing him pop up. He's great. Yeah, we we Brandon and I have been giving have been given a full dose of Keith David on Mass Effect, and here he just yep. keeps popping up. Yep, he's in Community. Uh, he's great on Community. You know, you know, you saw him in Community, right? Yeah, Sean? yeah. Um, uh, still working with uh, Dan Harmon. He does. Uh, he's oh, the president. He's the president on, and yeah. Rick and Morty. That's Rick right. And Morty. Ah. Why not, man? Fucking hell yeah, that's great. I'm glad Keith David keeps getting work. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like, for some reason, I just feel like anyone who worked on a John Carpenter film that isn't Keith, uh, no, Kurt Russell. Yeah. It's just like. A lot of those guys just, have really been kind of churned out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or have kind of turned into like uh, Twitter lunatics like James Woods. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. You know. But. James, James Woods, you know, he's a great actor. And yeah. It's he just, is. You know. He's 80s. We, oh, now yeah, we start going off on James Woods' fucking career. <laughs> he's not even in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they fucking blow up the. What is what is there to say? They blow up the. <laughs> it's an emotional. The scene. asteroid. It really whole, is. That yeah. whole scene is real tense because like it, it's almost to the zero barrier, and you're like freaking out. Like, is it is he gonna fucking press yeah. that guy? Everyone's like, press the button, have some faith, because. <laughs> A Captain America guy is like, we have to go back. Yeah. I'm like, how is well, how is that gonna work? Yeah, you <laughs> like, I don't even, barrier, like, yeah, I don't know how you could fly back and do that. Yeah, it's so fucking like 
Yeah, the timer on the bomb counting yeah. down to one second, which this movie even has that shit too. Um, but yeah, yeah the, the stakes, Michael Bay just raises the stakes over and over again. And, he loves uh, doing the countdowns. Oh, he loves he, the rock. Was it's got to yeah. kill him that that's a trope now. Yeah. And that he kind of feels like he can't do that. I feel like I haven't seen him do that in a long time. Well, I yeah. mean, like, did he come up with that trope? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Honestly, was the rock like one of the early? I'd be interested to see. Yeah. What, yeah, what one of the first trope. countdown? Yeah. Um, it's such an easy, like a cinematic way to create stakes. Right. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's the, you know, they draw sticks, which I love. And then Ben Affleck pulls his, and I think he, he plays that really well where he's like, eh, we all got to die. Like sometime, oh, sometime. kind of like plays it cool. And, uh, might as well die, save the world. Huh guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. And, uh, and you know, Willis swaps out with him at the very end. Cause he's like, you gotta marry my daughter and I love you now. Cause you know what to dig. And you're my son. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's great, and I cried. It's great, yeah. <laughs> Don't wanna. <laughs> and the the score really swells, and it's intense. And uh, I don't know. Does it does this movie work on you, Sean? Like on a <laughs> manipulative, like emotional level, like it does with me? Absolutely, I'm a sucker. Yeah. Like you just show somebody tearing up in a movie, I'm gonna start tearing up. Like that's, I guess. That empath shit we yeah. talked about. Honestly, earlier. same. That's that's very true. That's like the the dad in this movie, the Will Patton character. Like he's like always about to cry in like every scene, and it's like, God damn, this guy. Like he's tapping into my in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. You you get somebody tearing up some nice swelling strings or something or uh Aerosmith music, song. Yeah, music really does help though with tearing up one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to drop the guy's name, the Conair fucking composer. Yes, guy. I guess it doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean, this this score for this movie is so fucking emotional and like melodramatic and uh, just taps into the kind of emotions of the movie. And it's like other than Pearl Harbor. Does he have another movie that even attempts anything like that? The Rock <laughs> doesn't. Bad uh, Boys never does. Yeah, Bad Boys is not even. Transformers, maybe in the first one. But like, yeah, it's just like this is a mode that I really I guess that's like my big takeaway is like it's a mode that I really love Bay in because um, it's just him amping everything up, even the the emotion. And and usually he doesn't really do that. Usually it's just like the action and the kind of frantic pacing of it tones but it's not really emotion most of the time so mm. i don't know it just fucking works on me i love it it works on me too yeah it was good did you cry adam no <laughs> but it i works mean i, I think i did when i was a kid though for sure yeah 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 um because i love bruce willis so i don't want bruce willis to die <laughs> Yeah, it's like that thing where you think of like when you're a kid and you think like they just die and that's like it. Yeah. Even though you know that they're an actor and you see them in other movies, it's like, nah, we don't, I don't want them to die in this particular movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. It is a lot more like existential as a kid. I feel like seeing characters, especially like lead characters die in a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like honestly, Bruce Willis dying in this movie was like a big moment for my like movie viewing as a like a. Well, as you a always child. see like yeah. in the Fifth Element, like you know he makes it out. He always makes it out. 
Yeah. I think we all like to see ourselves in the protagonists of movies also. So yeah. it's kind of like watching a piece of yourself die. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. And it's like, it has, does he die in any other looper, I guess? I guess you could say yeah. he dies in looper. <laughs> yeah, he's not He's not afraid to die in, in, in his movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? but, I think uh, Tears of the Sun. I mean, he's know? also... In Die Hard, so I mean, of course, it's hard for him well, to die. I mean, <laughs> Die Hard Man is a Die Hard Man. Yep. Yeah, the only thing that uh, dies in those movies is uh, the franchise. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, really drove that one into the six feet under. Hey, it's, it is. You know, they were trying to pass it on to some other guy, and that didn't work. If they just kept it to Bruce Willis, it'd been fine. All right. I guess so. Yeah, and then they wanted to do a prequel, which literally makes no sense at all. It's Just like fucking th- that doesn't make Bruce any sense. Willis doing it. Fuck it. Who cares at this point? If we have yeah. nine Fast and Furious movies, why can't we have nine diehards? I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to that. You just got to get the fucking right people making them. Yeah, we just got to get the right people making. Yeah, them. that's it. Not a. I can't even pull the names of the guys who did the last two movies because they're so forgettable. They're yeah. just like shitty would be action movie directors but yeah i don't know we can wrap up this movie we talked i think we talked about every yeah i, th- I think big moment yeah for sure so what about you sean final thoughts yeah final thoughts absolutely ridiculous movie but in the best ways <laughs> the the juxtapositions of going from the strange emotional <laughs> parts through the the weird action it just works it's way too long, but somehow the pacing works because of all the stuff that they have to cram in there where you don't really get bored. Well, until like the, the maybe the, the third act of the movie or whatever, it, it gets a little slow feeling. But mm-hmm. other than that, you're just kind of going through it and having fun the whole time. And that's what I want out of a movie. That's, that's good. What about you, Adam? Yeah, I really like this movie. I think it has a lot of a lot of obvious flaws, but you know, you, you go on a roller coaster, like Sean said, you go on a roller coaster, you have fun. You you go to Michael Bay's restaurant and he 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 uh throws what he does is that he has a whole bunch of steaks that are all what well, uh rare, rare steaks, very well made steaks, and those steaks are there. <laughs> If you don't get the pun, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, the stakes are thrown at you. There's a bunch of stakes keep being thrown at your fucking face. Yeah. And you don't even know where to start eating. But you're trying to eat a steak yeah. and you do eat one. You you manage to get a, you manage to grab one by your mouth and you and you eat it and it tastes really good. But there's other stakes being like thrown at your fucking face. You're just being and you, pelted by it. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know if this is good or not. But when you do taste one, it's good. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to describe like this, this movie. That's good. And then after an hour of that, <laughs> you uh, Michael Bay, the chef, says, OK, well, now it's time for the meal. Now, now we're, we finally reached the main course. Uh, <laughs> it's like, wait, was that all at, all those steaks were appetizers? All, yeah, there's all set up for the real meal. <laughs> it's just more steaks. Yeah. Like it's not even like anything different. <laughs> <laughs> not cooked any different. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, as I will agree with you though, Brent. Like, it, it definitely, I can't think of any other Bay movie that is more emotion. 
Maybe Pearl Harbor, though. We'll see. I'm curious we'll about see. that one, yeah. I think, like, maybe try with that one, put away your... Put away those... Like, keep it as a historical fiction. Maybe it'll have a bigger impact. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, this one has that kind of emotional um, input, mm-hmm. which is interesting to see if they do. <laughs> and I think it's a positive thing. Um, is this my favorite Bay movie? Rocks, I think I like the rock more personally. Um, but that's like a total like taste preference. Cause I just love, I just love like that. The whole premise of that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just like the action sequences. But yeah, I think it's a solid blockbuster movie that, um, really had a huge, impact on society whether or not you like it in the movie or not it, it, it it's hard to dispute that this didn't um affect a lot of cinema going forward after it um and whether or not you think it's bad or good you know that's up to you but i think that bay definitely knows how to knows how to make them <laughs> he knows how to make them that's yeah. for sure yeah yeah i mean he knows how to make a, a silly <clears throat> a silly fun action movie and i think yeah like like i said like what works for me most in this movie is it's very tied to kind of the emotional the i guess the emotions i felt when i saw it as a kid and i still kind of tap into those same things when i see it now uh jesus 23 years later i guess um god we're fucking old um but yeah i think this movie is so oh, is, much fun is it the anniversary yeah. sorry yeah, oh put, my yeah. god yeah, how do we not say that up front? We did this with The Rock, too, because we also talked The Rock the day of its 25th anniversary. The day we're recording this is Armageddon's 23rd anniversary. Isn't that insane? Crazy. Yeah. Just the, the odds of that happening, falling on the... If... if uh, What's the next bay we talk? Bad Boys 2. <laughs> if that falls on that movie's... Then we've been blessed by the cinema gods. Yeah, either that or we're in some like final we're, destination. We're in Michael Bay's like mm. simulation. <laughs> yeah, that would be that'd be psychosis. It, it'll be ominous at that point. <laughs> at that point, I'm going to be questioning like, yeah, if there's like a, a larger hand at play. Uh, but no, yeah, Armageddon is a movie I, I truly can't separate. Uh, myself from the nostalgia of it. Um, I've just, I saw it so many times it and deep impact. I just love like earth ending catastrophic, like astronaut movies, I guess that were very emotional and uh, main characters died in, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I love how kind of emotional and, and tapped into that he is in this movie. Uh, it's very melodramatic. It doesn't, um, I'm sure if anybody saw this for the first time now, uh, I'd love to see that. I would love to see somebody see this for the first time and just see how that plays. And if like any of it really works now, but uh, no, I think, I think it's a, it's a great time and uh, would be a lot of fun to probably watch with friends if any of them have seen it or not. So uh, I don't know, maybe try that out and see how it, how it lands on them. But uh, Armageddon, it's great. Yeah. Take a shot every time a cut happens and die. Three minutes in. (laughs) Uh, yeah, before Ben Affleck's even on screen, I, know, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sean, thanks for being on this one, man. Yeah. Ew. Dealing thanks, with our Thanks tangents, for having us. Per usual. having me back. 
You coming? Sure. You coming back for three hundred or what? Come I'm, back sooner, man. Pick another one this season. Just yeah. fucking come on. Well, back. that's why I said three hundred. Yeah, I'm down. Fuck it. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Claimed. Back to back Bay Sean combo. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. That's Snyder. Oh my god, it is. Jesus Christ. I like just bought the DVD, another full screen DVD, I may add yesterday. <laughs> full full screen. I'm, I'm ready to I'm Jesus ready to Christ. you know you want to know real quick, you want to know how I the way I watched this movie. Uh yeah. I put it on, I realized it was full screen. Uh I hit a couple I hit zoom a couple of times on my TV remote control, just zoomed in to like an inorganic widescreen cut of a full screen movie. And that's how, that's how I enjoyed it. And Amazing. it was great. It fucking Amazing. held up great. So I'm going to do that again on 300, uh, you know, a, a visual feast of a movie that's going to look great. Um, I mean, you can watch the whole movie Spanish on YouTube if you want to watch. <laughs> oh, 300 is also in Spanish? No, I mean, Armageddon, yeah. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised if 300 was on there in Spanish. 300 is probably streaming somewhere. I probably didn't even have to buy a DVD, but fuck it. Hey, 300 is fucking great, so... Yeah. yeah, come back for that one, Sean. But yeah. thanks for coming on, man. Uh, do you have any plugs or anything going on you want to tell people about? Um, not so much for myself, but um, cover stories, Delphin Pod as always. Um, yeah, that's about it. Just cool. Enjoy the content that everybody's making. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ch- check out uh, patreon.com slash Delphin Pod. There's always stuff dropping there, a lot of stuff going on. And, um, yeah, I was on cover stories talking uh, Jamaica. Jamaica. <laughs> or Dire Maker, as I used to call it, by uh, Led Zeppelin, a cover by Cheryl Crow, uh, which uh, was a lot of fun. And that should be dropping, I don't know, at some point. So check that out. Uh, what else, Adam? We got anything else? You know what? Hmm. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to miss a thing. Did I fuck it up? Fuck it up. God damn it. Well, let's cut to. Oh, of course, there's a bad snap, too. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Luis will will, will get a good snap in there. Luis does the beginning. I usually plug the songs in at the end, but yeah. Oh, yeah. He should plug in a good snap. Keep the Thanos snap. By the way, hey, Luis. Luis, listen. Hey, Luis, if you're listening still, uh, when I snapped just then, um, Put it. Put the Thanos snap there, and then put another snap when we're done talking now. And then I'll put the yeah, song. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cause was, yeah, because I was thinking it was supposed to go when I was saying it, but you know, it's too late. Oh yeah. well, see that that has timing issues, like syncing yeah. up the the lyrics. That'd be but, a you mess. know, I don't know if Luis up to the challenge or something. You know, know. Uh, Luis, if you feel up to the challenge <laughs> of, of syncing Adam up to the hit Aerosmith single. Um, don't want to close my eyes. Is that what it's called? <laughs> what the fuck is it called? <laughs> Nobody no, knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, because I miss you, babe. <laughs> and I don't want to miss a thing. So right? tune in next week. The 300 with it, Sean. Is it 300 next week? I think it is. Yeah. Huh, cool. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, back to back. Sean's going back. back next week. Okay, yeah. See ya.